at what point did we stop being the Movie Men podcast and we just became like the Middle Earth podcast? <laughs> I feel like... Two, two episodes came out today. This and the Fellowship of the Ring. I feel like um, we have had that turning point in our show and in what we do because... Not only Rings of Power, not only Fellowship of the Ring, not only concluding the Peter Jackson trilogy, which, you know, all that. Even in, like, it was one of the questions episodes, either the one where I asked you questions or the one you asked me, we started with, like, a 10-minute segue of, like, the 70s cartoon animated Lord of the Rings. Not trilogy, but two movie specials. So, my point is, yeah, like, we, I feel we're just at the point where, like, even if it's talking about Forrest Gump, we'll be having a, a segue on Middle Earth and all things Middle Earth. And yeah, right? we're, we're just at that point in our movie podcast. So, yeah, I agree. And like, and, and so then not, o- not only that, but this is like, we're, this is, we're, this isn't even a movie. Yeah. We're reviewing a TV show. And a TV show that's, a new release because we've done a t- one TV show before that was Black, did Black Mirror, Mirror. Yeah. but that wasn't a new release. No. So this is all kinds of new territory here. We should rethink everything. I, uh... <laughs> I want to go home. Hello and, and welcome. Rethink my life. Yes. Welcome to the Movie Men podcast. I'm Peter. That's Brady. We are your hosts of the Movie Men podcast and uh, we are here to talk about the new and exciting an expensive Rings of Power television program. Extremely expensive. Like, no more change back on the nickel expensive. Yeah, this is uh, the most expensive show ever made on on like an episode per episode basis. Yeah. So, and <laughs> and I like, let's just dive in. We just dive in? Let's dive in. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think it, I think it shows how how so that they spent a shit ton of money on this okay like just in that none of the effects you know you like why you you be like watching a show and you're like oh um you know say you're you're watching like a a show that could also have been a movie um something like uh i don't know like a flash show or batman super say there's like a superman show some sort of superhero thing or sci-fi thing or something um so a show that's like effects heavy Mm. you can like there's a discernible difference between tv effects and movie effects right oh yeah right like the compositing is just um for tv they're like well it's just tv and we don't have the budget to to really refine this and There's usually none, I, audiences I, are accepting of that they say hey you know, yeah you're like, well, it's a show yeah. yeah there's none of those mo- like this is the effects in this show are movie quality that is true yeah like yeah it is it is a stunningly beautiful show mm-hmm. to watch i remember when i was watching lost and you would hate it i love it and I know it's eight, like it's fifteen years ago. We're looking at so that there's that working against it. But I remember even watching it at the time, and some of the effects were, you know, you cringe a little bit and go, "Okay, I'm not here for the effects," you know. Oh, it for is sure. It is. And that was a major, major public or not public, but uh, national television show. 
you know, right. of all but the still. things to have a good budget at the time. And, you know, it still showed like at the time. So I, I, my point with you is, yes, none of that is occurring so far in this show. When, when you watch it, you go, you, you don't really think about it. In this, you're making a point of it. It's just very seamless. Like a plane crashing in Lost versus a plane crashing in Castaway. Even though Castaway mm. predates Lost. Yes, 100%. Yeah. It, it's, there's no comparison. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I have a hot take. It's a weird Please. hot take. This show, okay, look. Uh, there's, so, uh, there's so many interesting things to talk about. I mean, so this show is, I'm trying to figure out who, who will enjoy this show. <laughs> okay. What is what is the ideal target demographic sure. or psychographic really yeah. of this show? Okay. Because it's it's set in the second age. So for those of you who don't know, for those of you who have a, like a little bit of Middle Earth, like you've seen The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and you know whatever, that all takes place during the third age of Middle Earth, right? So Tolkien's. Tolkien's works are broken up into ages. You have the first age, the second age, the third age, and then the fourth age starts when um, when the ring is destroyed and, mm. and blah, blah, blah. And Aragorn takes the throne and so on and so forth. Um, and so, so, so it's important to understand that, that, that Middle-earth... Um, and, and also, I mean, it's not important, but... It is fascinating, and I think a lot of people don't realize this. I think a lot of people think of Narnia, or Nar- Middle-earth, think of Middle-earth sort of like Narnia, in that it is a fictional elsewhere location. Mm. Middle-earth, like everything that happens in Tolkien's works, is his fictional history of our ancient world. Sure. Right. There's a reason why Middle-earth is shaped very, very much like Europe. Hmm. Right, so it's 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 like it, so. Anyways, and if you see a zoomed out, like if you see all the lands south of Middle Earth, it's shaped very much like Africa, <laughs> right? Like it's it is meant to be a historical right thing of of sort of our world. Yep. So, two important things. One is that yeah, it's broken up into ages. The other is that everything in Tolkien's works kind of fall into two different categories. Um, there's the the world of the scene, which is like S E E N, which is most of what we see and interact with and, and know about in Lord of the Rings and, and the Hobbit. And there's also the world of the unseen, which is kind of like the Nazgul and, and sort of like what, what Frodo kind of goes into when he puts on the ring. Right. And he's all of a sudden in this like wraithy yeah. kind of that's, that's the world of the unseen. Sure. Um, and that is the unseen is referenced in the first episode of rings of power when, um, Galadriel and her, her party are in that ancient fortress. Oh, um, and yeah. they see that sort of like f- melted, frozen, half mummified orc. Sure. Um, and she's like, she says something to the effect of like someone was, someone's been been meddling in the sorcery of the unseen, and like blah blah blah, right? Messing around with stuff they shouldn't be messing around with. Mm. But I'm trying to figure out. My hot take is I'm trying to figure out who is this show really hmm. ideal for? Because here's the issue. 
I think that if you are an entry-level Tolkien person, mm. you've seen The Lord of the Rings, you've seen The Hobbit, you don't really know anything else, right? Like, you don't yeah. have, you don't know, like, you yeah. think Gandalf is a human, and you think that Sauron is a wizard, and you think that, like, all of these things that aren't true. Yep. Yeah. Then you've never heard the word Tom Bombadil. You don't know, like, any of this stuff, right? Um, then I think this is a very confusing show. Okay. Or or is a show that's, like, I don't I don't know. Like, it is just kind of, doesn't won't make a lot of sense to you. Right. Will this show make sense to people who haven't read the extra books yeah Yeah, the cimmerillion the unfinished tales well so but then here's the issue if you're so oh no okay hang on i'm i'm what is it that i was okay no no no. i'm 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 i've already misspoken on my own hot take that's how hot a take it is (laughs) if you're if you're a nobody and you know nothing about middle earth you just kind of have seen the hobbit and the lord of the rings then maybe you will enjoy this show but not to its full potential Mm. because you'll just kind of take what they're giving to you at face value. And you'd be like, okay, like this is a long time ago and, and blah, blah, blah. And okay. This is like before the rings were forged. Okay. Mm. If you're a total Tolkien head and you understand everything and you've read all this, this, the back lore and the appendices and stuff like that, then I think you'll, enjoy this show because you have a concept of of what's happening um but i also think you'll be frustrated with this show because this show being set in the second age Mm. um it's set and based on a lot of the events from the silmarillion Hmm. which is a book that the creators of this show do not have the rights to oh right Yes. And so it's it's tricky because there's a lot of stuff that you have to do but you can't do and you have to do a little bit differently or just sort of wink and nod at in a oh, I don't know we could be talking about anything but the diehard fans know what it is that you're because there's like a lot of legal gray area yeah. which is such like a screwy concept of like you know oh we're going to we're going to make a a thing about whatever series it'd be like if they made the harry potter movies and didn't have rights to the harry potter books like they couldn't mm-hmm, use mm-hmm. the material yeah it's weird being able to tip dip your toes in almost all the way but you can't put your head under the water like there's just certain things you can't do right the the per the the, the people who i don't think this show will be very enjoyable to are the people who I would say you fall into the category of, mm. which is the in-between. Oh, you're, okay, not a yep. to- you're not a Tolkien novice, yep. but you're also not well completely versed. well-versed in yep. everything. Yep. But, but you fall into the category where, okay, you, like, you understand, you know a little bit of like extra behind-the-scenes stuff, and you're familiar with a map. If, mm. if I handed you an unmarked map, of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. and I said, "Show me where Rohan is." All right, you would yep. be able to kind of, you know, it's right here. Okay, point to Mirkwood, mm-hmm. right? You'd be able to show me I, which forest I could, is Mirkwood. I could, I could throw the dart in a dark room and hit hit it. 
Right. And so, but this is the this is the category that I don't think will enjoy this show. And the reason being is because the show doesn't do a like if you mm. just if you kind of feel like you have a a, a slightly better than everyone else grasp of Middle Earth, mm-hmm. the show is really going to confuse you and mess you up. Right. Because it doesn't it, it the world is very different. Like it shows maps in this it kind of does that fly over map yeah. thing to kind of orientate you yeah but this is thousands of years be- before the middle earth that any of those people mm-hmm. people like you are familiar with yeah. exists so there is no gondor yeah. there is no the shire is is not the shire the shire is uh eridor Hmm. is is the realm of Eridor and is largely populated by elves hmm. and and is so there's all this like i don't know and 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 much of the show is happening like all the stuff with Elrond and Gladriel and stuff like that hmm. um it is happening in the kingdom of Lind- Linden Lindon Lind I can never remember hmm. um but it's sort of like along the coast like the gray havens hmm. and 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 so, I think if you are someone like you, right, then all of a sudden you're seeing these flyovers of of this area. Mm-hmm. You're going to see the hobbits. You're going to see the Harfoots, which which are hobbits, mm-hmm. and and your assumption is going to be, okay, well now we're in the Shire. Mm. When we're not, we're like we're closer to we're closer towards like Mirkwood Forest at this point. Right. So, right. So, where where you're coming from is the 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 person who has no knowledge of Lord of the Rings universe might get some entertainment from it because you know it's it's a well made show. It's entertaining, and they get what they get. The well read fan will get the head nods, get some things. Yeah, they'll be frustrated by it because they'll be like, "Oh, there's a lot of unfaithful (laughs) material here." Right. But the in betweener. Yeah, the in-betweener might be the one who doesn't really get all... There's things that they wouldn't understand, like, wouldn't appreciate, and there'd be things that they might appreciate, but not quite a lot. I would say also with the in-betweener, again, speaking on behalf of one, <laughs> I would also say it. there's just kind of like the psychology of it, too, where literally every reference or every time something said, you go, hmm... Was that supposed to mean something to me? And you second guess it and you go, oh, yeah, okay, no, I think that's a reference to right. this event or this person. Or times but where it it's likely isn't. Or times where it's like literally nothing, where it's just something that's being said and it's, you know, not to have some meaning. So I can see where the in-betweener might be at a, at a disadvantage, potentially. I, th- I, think, I think the in-betweener is going to walk away going, I thought I got it. Mm. Like, I thought I, I thought I knew. I thought or, I understood Middle Earth. Yeah, or or but I that wonder, map is not one I'm familiar with. That's yeah, not what Middle Earth looks saying, like. Gee, I, like I wonder if that scene would have hit more if I had this knowledge of this race at this time or insert yeah. blank. Yeah, and, and you know what? And but I think my I think in all of these concerns, like this whole, um, I I think just a, an, an extra couple of lines in the opening monologue by Galadriel would have cleared mm. so much of it up. Oh, just okay. like an overflying shot of the entire mm. map of Middle Earth. Yep. And 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 even zoomed out. Because like here's the thing too. Like they're talking there's a lot in this show we finally sort of kind of see well we do. We see the Undying Lands mm-hmm. in the beginning when Galadriel's a kid. We see right. which is 
which is Valinor. Right, that's true. And and which is the opening um, scene, is it not? It is the opening scene. Yeah. So, but there's no explanation of like, and there's uh, so many. There's maps readily available right. of of like a zoomed out version where you can see. Okay, here's Middle Earth. Over to the far left is Valinor. Mm. Um, in between the two of them is is the island of Numenor, which eventually gets sunk into, and like Sauron spends a long time there after mm. the One Ring's created and all this stuff, and becomes like the right hand man to the king and corrupts everyone. Like, mm. there's just so much, and even the entire west coast of Middle Earth. Mm used to go much 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 further there's a whole kingdom hmm. there's there's like almost 50 percent of the size of middle earth that is now sunken into the ocean hmm. well show that explain that just give like just a brief where it's all zoomed out and and it's something like you know in the second age when middle earth looked much different than the time of the War of the Ring or, you know, blah. like just something that will take the people who are sort of in that in-between category. Yeah. Who are familiar with the map hmm. and just explain to them, just, you know, tip, tip your hat to them and say, the map's a lot different. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. because the map was, we're talking about thousands of years. Maybe some type of dialogue that serves as a bridge to kind of say, hey, this is what you know, this is where we're at, this is where we're where we're going to be beginning our journey, or this is what's going to be covered. Yeah, something yeah. to kind of really just bridge, bridge it. So anyways, that's, that's an extremely long, hot take, but I think that there's, I think that they, there's a misstep. I think that... A, miss, a missed opportunity. There's an entire fold of people who could have been brought in and their experience elevated simply by fleshing out that opening monologue hmm. a little bit. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you... Th- You're a big Lord of the Rings guy. Sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. But, but like a big, the movie's Lord of the Rings guy. Yes. Like, you're not a big Tolkien guy. Like, if I start no. talking about, like, it's quite possible that when I just talked about the island of Numenor, I that was, may have been the first time you heard of it. No, I, I wouldn't be writing a book on it. I, I'm not a, I am not of that knowledge of it, but I had heard of it. But uh, you are correct. I'm not a, a well-read in the... Right in in the world of Tolkien. So when I come up from watching this show, I come from the observer of a television show perspective and a fan of the the Peter Jackson trilogy perspective and and right. to an extent Middle Earth. But I'm I'm not a well read Tolkienite. Right, and I come into this going, why haven't we seen Celeborn yet? Which is goes on to become Galadriel's. It should already, I believe, at this point. Be hmm. Galadriel's husband. Oh, hmm. right. So there's there's a lot of like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of things for me. This show, it seems really unclear from all the reading I've done. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay, it's not necessarily a continuation or like a it, it's it, it's not a direct prequel. To Peter Jackson's films. For sure. But we've done everything in our power to make all of the weapons and clothing and locations. Mm. Like, uh, 
so I think it is. I think I think <laughs> the the final word is that this is supposed to be set in the same continuity. Sure. As and we'll know for sure once we see. Well, no, it must be because it we've seen be. like yeah. the ring and the fonts and everything. Yeah. Like it's totally yeah. so it's it is the same. Mm. And I don't know again if this was I mean it can't be a rights thing. Spend the money. You've already spent so much money. You know what's missing from this show? Mm. And what it hit me right off the bat, and I spent the rest of my time watching this first episode, and I couldn't think of anything other than this. It was a major misstep. If this is supposed to be the same continuity, it was a major misstep not to play music that I recognize. Yeah, yes Not no. to make me feel like you obviously not the Shire music because no. we're not in the Shire and the Shire doesn't exist. Yeah. But something like, you know, just that kind of like you... da, 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 like, you know, whatever it like or something that's similar I don't think that so. I don't I understand. Listen, I'm Captain Nostalgia, so I would have been there for that but i don't know if that makes sense because it's just a different age it's a different war it's a different yeah but think about but it's 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 just about like setting like the locational stuff think about star wars every time you're on tatooine the same damn melody Mm -hmm. plays because that is the theme of tatooine but you've just but and i know you're well aware of this but like there is no tatooine crossover like it's not like Tatooine in episode one and Tatooine in episode seven or eight or nine like where we are in this age is not exactly equivalent to where we are in the age of the films right like I what do you mean well I just mean where physically Gondor is in the movie trilogy is not what Gondor means to us in this age right different people different place same with the shot like you know like the music that you're associating with these geographical places, it's like space-time, right? Like, yes, they're the same spaces, but it's a completely different organism because of who's okay. living there and what's going on. So I, I guess I'm just but saying like, I don't think it makes sense. In The Lord of the Rings, Elrond has his own theme. Okay. So so when we first see Harold Elrond sitting writing that poem... Yeah. Give me, give me, it, it doesn't even need to be the full thing. It doesn't no. need, like, just a couple of notes that, that yeah. help establish we're back in that world. This is Middle Earth. <sighs> Again, I'm Captain Nostalgia, so I would be fine with that. But just playing devil's advocate, again, who Elrond is here is not who Elrond is 3,000 years or however many thousand years later it is. So, like, him in the War of the Ring and in, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy He's a different person at that time, right? So, like, right. I, I guess I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I just see both sides of it. I would be fine with it, but I also see how it makes doesn't make sense. All right, yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> Either way, I do think yeah. I do think they're carrying this. Sh- I I do think they're not doing a well enough job of explaining things to the layman. I would agree. Um, I would agree that I would classify it as uh, some missed opportunities. Whether it's not using musical tones to kind of make some connection, a dialogue to make some connection. Like, yeah, something to just kind of bridge us over to say, hey, if you're not up to speed, let's just have a little bit of up to speed. Because it, you're right, it works perfectly in the Fellowship of the Ring for someone who hasn't read any of the books there. Here's a couple minutes of Galadriel 
and you you know everything you need to know so then everything from there on makes sense to you yeah and there's just like like just a little bit because like the lord of the rings that the opening monologue of gladriel and lord of the rings gave thousands of years of history in, in the minute. course of a couple of minutes Two yeah minutes. Yep. and and it was like and and they did such a good job of like getting everyone caught up to speed and i just feel like they haven't done as good a job in this show um I, that I, when they're talking about the dark lord yeah again the layman person coming into this here's dark lord and who do you mm. think yep it's middle earth and we're talking about the dark right. lord so it must be sauron well yes. no we're ta- like they've they've talked about morgoth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but haven't really explained you know they say that like sauron was morgoth's f- most faithful's mm-hmm. you know assistant Homie. or whatever he was yeah yeah um but there's just so much i don't know if you're going to dive into this richness of like mm-hmm. how all this transpires and and like there's just so much that i feel like is being missed and not you've, talked about. You've hooked me on the the seeing of the Undying Lands component because I do feel like I kind of just totally forgot about that until you mentioned it now. I'm Because cause when the show's opening, I'm like, okay, who are we watching? Okay, that's Galadriel. I think that's Galadriel. Okay, who's that? Oh, that's her brother. You know, like, instead of just having some type of dialogue to kind of encompass where what we're doing and what I should be watching for... They could have spoon-fed it to me a bit more. And I, I know that maybe makes it sound like I need them to dumb it down a bit, but just just something no, but they to did kind it of, in Lord of the Rings. They, they dumbed they, it, it down. It worked perfectly in Lord of the Rings. So, And I think, I think there's some... Part of the reason we love Lord of the Rings is just it's a great bedside tale. Like, it is, it is a fictional world, obviously. And it's just... It's it's something to to dream on and to kind of lose yourself in, and just get stir the pot a little bit to get us going at the beginning. You know, just turn on the nightlight, get the book cracked open, get us get us ready to kind of drawn into this mm-hmm. story. Now now I'm really really yeah, re- Lord rethinking this. Lord of the Rings is a great bedside story, it, mm-hmm. and it requires very little background. Yeah, just a minute, and they and they seconds. give you that background, mm. and and even though you require like the, basically the concept of this show is is the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit require very little background. Having said that, there is a shit ton of background. Like if <laughs> if if the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, like if we take the whole history of of Middle Earth, mm. the events of the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings is like. 0.5% of what Tolkien created of hmm. what is out there yes. what the history was yeah. how it happened why it happened the fact that that Elrond and maybe they'll maybe they'll talk about this maybe this will become a thing hmm. but Elrond actually and again the layman person and probably maybe even who's if if I asked you right now who is Elrond's mother-in-law Oh Martha Galadriel. Elrond's going to oh. marry Galadriel and Caliborn's daughter. Oh, interesting. Right? So there's so, like, and, and so here's the thing. There's so much 
There is so much. And so they, they said, well, there's a lot of background material that we can pull from to make this show. Great. That's fantastic. But if you are going to go thick into the weeds, then you really need to go thick into the weeds. You can't just say, well, there's this really complex background history and we're going to we're going to give you something 10 times more complex than Lord of the Rings and we're going to give you a fraction of the background and explanation that we did for Lord of the Rings. Right. Right? Like it's just so I don't know. It's yeah. frustrating. That 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 part of it is frustrating me. Sure. Aside from that, I'm really enjoying the show. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the show. What, um what I'll say but yeah. What I'll say is my impression coming into it Friend, shout out to friend, friend of the show, Andrew. I shared some of his concerns. He, he, he definitely echoed some of my sentiment. Where, oh, don't beat around the bush. He hates this show. No, no, no. Oh, his, tw- his Twitter, his Twitter feed the last couple of days. Oh, see, I haven't seen the man it since is he's seen the shitting show. all over this thing. Oh, oh okay. he is. Oh, oh, okay. I have not. He does seen not that. like this show. I, I will need to. He thinks it looks nice. Well, it does, and that's it. Okay, I need I need to then and then I I don't want to I won't speak for him because I haven't seen his his comments so I will refrain from doing that. What I will say is going into the show like months ago when we were all in anticipation, he like many like myself, I had some reservations. We've seen what happened with the Hobbit, and it's not even of hey how did you desecrate this great book or you know it's just it wasn't a great film. We didn't need, we weren't expecting you to hit lightning twice in a bottle where, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy was magical, spectacular. I just wanted something that was passable, something that wasn't awful. And we we watch it because it's Tolkien, but it's not very good. And I think I just, a lot of red flags went up for me and for some people when we saw things coming out about this show, both the trailer, like the trailer, a lot of people were hyping about something about it. Just, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it. this vibes, but just things where they didn't have contractual rights for the Silmarillion and certain creative decisions that were leading up to this. I went, Ooh, this could go South and this could be an expensive show that is not very good. Like it, that, that was, that I was expecting the worst, hoping for the best, preparing for the worst. And I have to say, listen, I I am not blown away by the show. I uh, I I am. It's not a, a must. Like I, it's not like I can't put it down. Like if the fire alarm went off, it's not like I'm questioning. Well, should I go or should I finish this episode? You know what? What do I do? Like you know, I I, I it's. I guess I'm pleasantly surprised that it hasn't disappointed me so far. It's visually pleasing. Like you hit on the, the the effects, the colors, like everything is vibrant. Everything is great. So it's easy to watch from that regard. It's in- interesting enough that I'm not disappointed. So I guess I just had such fears and such worries about it that it isn't actually as bad as I thought it could be or, or it potentially could have been. So I'm pleasantly surprised is it incredible? Eh, we'll wait and see. It's too early to tell. Um, we've already said some things that we maybe would have changed, but I am pleasantly surprised with how okay it is, and um, we'll see where it goes. But I, I have got better feelings about it than The Hobbit so far, and I, we- I, I'm i not sure I would have been confident saying that six weeks ago. Sure. 
Would you not have rather had? Because again, it just feels like a show that they've, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're like, oh, there's a wide world that we could create any story we want, mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of in it. Yeah. Would you not like again? Just to like, I don't know, The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz is a classic movie. Sure and is. when I found out that they were going to make Oz the Great and Powerful, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, God, I was like, why? <laughs> and then I watched it, and it's actually not bad. It's mm. actually pretty good. And sure. it, like, you know, it kind of ties in real nicely, and you're mm. like, oh, okay. I feel like I got some interesting backstory. Mm. I don't feel like we're getting backstory to a story that we already know mm-hmm. because it's so far detached. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, would would this show have gripped you more if it started with, like, the opening sequence is Celebrimbor the elf, the mm-hmm. smith, mm-hmm. forging the rings, and then the show is is Sauron disguised as the Lord of Gifts, gifting them to the races, and then he mm. makes his ring. And then Celebrimbor is like is is axed down by well, he's not axed down. They like spear him to a thing as an example to make an example out of him because he won't he won't reveal the location of the Elven rings, and mm. and then the you know, and then the show ends. With instead, because I assume this show is going to end with the forging of the rings. That's like mm. that's what they're building up towards. Mm. I think it'd be far more interesting to the average person if the show started with the forging of the rings, and the show is about the the that first, you know, like once those rings are created and the deception, and then Sauron puts his ring on, and the elves are instantly like, oh shit, like. <laughs> There's just, you know, like the elves know, mm. the second Sauron puts on his ring, the mm. elves get what's happening. They, they're suddenly aware of the deception and they quickly take their rings off and, and Elrond takes one to Rivendell and Galadriel has one, right? Like they kind of split them all up and mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. And, and, you know, in that show, you could have the corruption of men into the Nazgul and you could have, um, you know, and, and then the show ends with Isildur refusing to destroy the ring, hmm. deciding to keep it for himself. And then you're like, boom. And now, now this is where our the story that we know picks up. And, and we've gotten, you know, basically, basically give us a show that is the opening, give us the opening monologue of The Lord of the Rings as a show. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you'd yeah. have that big you'd have the big battle and you'd have the 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 last alliance of mel- elves and men and and all of this stuff. Like that war, the war hmm. that that happens in in the the war of the last alliance, it's like a 2-year war. Hmm. It's not until after two years that Sauron's like, "Okay, hey, screw these guys," and he decides to come out and start laying waste to people. <laughs> <laughs> right like there's so much there there's so yeah. much in that in that short little bit as opposed to going way 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 back and and giving us like harfoots nobody needs they're they're not only as much as uh, you know i love hobbits as next as the next person sure not only are hobbits not 
crucial to the second age. Not only are they not relevant in the forging of the great rings in this whole story. Sure. But I feel like this show is going to make them relevant to that. Uh, and that's going to piss me off. Yeah. That's going to be them going, ah, ah, remember hobbits? You like hobbits, don't you? You like, and, you like small, insignificant people that can still do great things, right? Yeah. Right? So it it's that, I think, is a missed opportunity. Mm. Something else that I'm worried they're going to do, I don't know if they're going to, but I'm so worried. Who do you think... So this episode ends with... Like a you know Galadriel. By the way, that's an epic sequence. When when Galadriel's fine, they're they're like you know, bugger off, go to the Undying Lands. You've done <laughs> enough. Good for you. Here's my gift to you. Go. And Galadriel's like, you know, they're all heading in, and then Galadriel's like, I'm going to Titanic myself and just jump into the middle of the Atlantic, and now I'm, you know, and then she floats and she treads water for like days, days. Who knows, <laughs> who right? Knows? And, and I'm like, what, are you going to sw- swim back? Like, what do you... Yeah, like, like what's your what plan? What is your plan here, right? Yeah. Hoping that a great eagle will show up? Like, I don't... <laughs> so, but... And then while that's happening, it's cutting back and forth to... um To basically everyone in Middle-earth realizing, oh, we probably... Maybe we should have heeded Galadriel's warnings because... Mm. <laughs> turns out shit's not so good. Orcs because there's like cloth. this... Yeah, there's this, like, meteor flying, you know, there's, like, venom symbiote black Spider-Man goo on the leaves that, the you know, the elf's looking at, and he's like, oh, that's, that's not right. And this, then there's, like, this, this flaming, yeah, this, this, yeah, this, it's got this cow is, like, oozing stuff out of is it. That, like that normal? Any, that yeah, normal? at any moment, you know, Luke Skywalker's gonna come along and drink from the udder. And <laughs> and so, and then it crashes near the Harfoots, mm. and it's a dude. Yeah, it's some mostly naked loincloth dude. <laughs> oh, as as you do. Which so I have I have two frustrations with this scene. Sure. One is going to sound silly, but I will explain why. Sure. It's not. And the other is a genuine concern that I want your opinion on. Okay. The thing that I think is silly is that, so it came out like two years ago or a year and a half ago that they were looking for people who matched the description of elves, mm-hmm. like f- actors who matched the description of elves and were comfortable doing on-screen nudity. And the rumor was that there was going to be brief nudity in this show when... Um, in a depiction of the the first elves being sort of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not mutilated. When you like corrupt something, oh. it's like a fancier word for corrupt. Hmm. Being, um, anyways, when yeah. the first elves get turned into, orcs. Like they become orcs or and stuff like that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that they're and and I was like, oh, okay, like that kind of that makes sense. And we've hmm. talked about we talked about. Um, just in the other episode that came out today, The Fellowship of the Ring with Tom Bombadil, like Tolkien's works did have nudity in them, mm-hmm. right? It's it's Middle Earth. It's not it's not Christian kids camp. Like there's 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 nudity, right? People have sex in Middle Earth. It's you know well, um, we don't know that. 
But the fans, like, there was this outcry because everyone was like, well, it's just going to be another Game of Thrones with all this, mm. like, gratuitous nudity and stuff like that. And they were like, sure. no, 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 it's not. Like, we're going to use nudity very sparingly yeah. and blah, blah, blah. There's a point And there was it. more and more and more of an outcry. And now the show is rated, it's like 14 plus or whatever. And on the Amazon Prime thing, when it, like, comes up and it tells you what it's, what the content is that it's rated for, it doesn't include brief nudity so i'm guessing mm. the fans outcry caused them to axe it mm-hmm. okay. and so my frustration is i think this guy who crash lands and crash lands wearing a loincloth mm-hmm. is only wearing a, a loincloth that doesn't make any sense why would he, why why is he wearing that i think he's only wearing that because of fan outcry mm. Right, because if you think about it logically, if you really think about this, that guy's either crashing fully clothed or he's crashing butt-ass naked. Mm-hmm. There's no... The, the in-between doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense, except for censorship. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my concern, who do you think he is? Hmm. See, I have a very... Because I don't uh, know, but I have a fear. You have a fear. What's your fear? No, no, no. Tell me who... Tell me... Do you have any theory? Or well, I you're do, just like, but I have no idea. It has nothing to do with what I think is possible or what I even, like, I have no idea what is possible. Okay. I well, just have a theory of like, hey, here's a character from the original series. Let's tie yeah. him in. And that's I think, where I, I, think, I think we're going to the same place here. So yeah. you think it's... I think it is Sam Wise Gamgee. Okay, well, that's not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> Gandalf. Yeah, you think it's Gandalf. And I'm wondering if they're if that's what they're going to do. Sure. And if they do, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it's not consistent with mm-hmm. Tolkien's stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Gandalf doesn't come to to middle earth at this at this point gandalf's alive gandalf's been around forever mm-hmm. right the wizards as we know them but they're actually the astari a star something they're like mm. sp- like spiritual beings sure um gandalf like how we see him is just like the physical form much like sar much like sauron isn't actually a dude right he's just what we see is just sort of the physical form that he embodies sure in order to interact with the scene world sure. yeah um gandalf right now is back in valinor hmm. with hmm. all the other with radagast and sauron and and many 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 others who don't like there are others who don't make the trek to middle earth Hmm. who aren't sent to Middle-earth with sure. missions. But, so I'm worried that that's what they're going to do, and I think it's going to be very similar to to what they're doing with the Hobbits in this kind of like, oh, here, here's something that you recognize. Mm. And again, it's like, you're trying to have, like, and I, sa- I sound hypocritical here, because I'm saying, like, give people stuff they know. <laughs> right. And then I'm turning around and saying, like, no, don't throw that in there just because we know about it. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's but about, I think they're picking and choosing you know. the wrong stuff. Yeah, it's what you know, how you use it, and how you infuse it. 
Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, if, if, and it also screws up so much about like the Gandalf history that the, the, the that the in-betweener knows. Mm. Right. So like yeah. Gandalf doesn't, Gandalf talks about discovering and growing fond of hobbits and his time in the Shire and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not that he fell out of the freaking sky <laughs> and the first people he inhabited were these hobbits mm-hmm. that stumble upon him. So, I don't know. Also, on the topic of the Hobbits, I like Nori, the character. Right? The little rambunctious female Hobbit who seems to always be getting into trouble. She's basically like a Bilbo Baggins <laughs> carbon... Cause, right? Because she's, like, adventurous and what... Like, she's she's basic, basically the antithesis of what Hobbits are supposed to be. Mm. She's adventurous and likes to get into trouble and stuff like that. But her nickname, I can't remember her full name, but her nickname in the show is Nori. Everyone calls her Nori. Hmm. Why? And she's a completely fictional character. Like, she's made up. She's not, they made her up for this show. Why would you name one of the main characters of your show the exact same name as one of Thorin's dwarves from The Hobbit? Hmm. Why? Yeah. You could name her anything. Right? That'd be like calling one of the character one of the elves or like well, it's dwarf, so it's a different race, but it'd be like calling, you know, it'd be like calling one of the Harfoots Gimli is their nickname. Well, I don't know, but not that Gimli. It's just a different this is her nickname happens to be Gimli. Well, what? Why? Why would you do that? Why confuse people? Again, the in-betweener, the in-betweener that can name off Biffer, Buffer, Bomber, right? N- name off all of the dwarves and and think that they have sort of a, a handle on Middle Earth and the things that are happening. Why would you, why? Why confuse people like that? Mm. And there's no, there's no way nobody caught that. There's no way the show came out and someone was like, oh shit, did you know that in The Hobbit, there's actually another character named Nori? No, like, mm. <laughs> <sighs> anyways... Oh, I do seems, like the show. Seems like an oversight. You've, you're heated on things you're heated on, but overall, you're you're I, you're okay with it. I like the show, but I like the show because I think I'm fortunate enough to fall into the category where I understand a lot of what's going on. I know the history that they're not explaining to you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so so I'm able to kind of track with things, and I'm able to to you know they'll say something or they'll show you a location and i understand the significance of it i understand what this is supposed to be and and what it means and where this is going and where it came from but a lot of people aren't going to and i think that they haven't done and and not that you need to have as rich a knowledge as as can be but just explain things a little better just dumb it down a little bit for people so that they get what is happening, where things are taking place and why they're taking place, mm-hmm. how the world's gotten to the point that it's currently at and what the significance of that is. Hmm. So, yeah. do you Makes have anything sense. else to say about this first episode of The Rings of Power? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. I am excited moving forward. Yep. Yeah. Um, Exciting I'm times. curious to see it really where is. it's going to go. 
Yeah, like you know what? It's an opportunity. It's fun. What a time to be alive to have a sixty million a pop episode a week coming yeah. out. Like I think Galadriel is regretting not heeding the advice of the guy running up and down the hallway saying, "Put your life belts on." But, <laughs> but you know, I'm sure she could swim. She's had enough time to practice. That's for sure. That's a long way, though. Yeah, that's a long way. Yeah. Even if she swam for like 24 hours nonstop oh, yeah. at a good pace, we're talking about probably oh, yeah. days upon days of straight swimming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when this this the screen panned on the map across the body of water, you go, oof. Like the English Channel, like swimming the English Channel is like a feat that very few oh, people Oh, yeah. This is done. like 500 of the English Channel. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, wrap this up, sir. All right, thanks for checking us out. Uh, socials below, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, join us uh, the next time we talk about this uh, episode two that is Rings of Power and uh, hop along the ride with us. And uh, until next time, we will talk to you later. Wow. Did you, did you I felt like you <laughs> had something big to say. Until the next time, we'll talk, we'll talk to you later. Till it just wasn't like prophetic. It wasn't like you got nothing. I got nothing. No, like Lord of the Rings quote or like you know you could have said until next time. Don't tell the elf or like nothing. Mm. That's until okay, next we'll time, you'll have to toss me. <laughs> See that works. <laughs>